0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your alternate Monday? Great, Dennis. How are you today? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been kind of a long day. My uh, my evening was not as booked as I spent most of the day thinking it was going to be. Um, I had a an appointment that I thought was this evening that is actually tomorrow, uh, so that's i feeling pretty good about that, but I moved camp today. Oh yeah, um, it's,
1: fi- it's time to move after the, the big exciting weekend we had.
0: Yeah, yeah, I moved uh, Sunday, sort of. Um, I stored my camper at the campground I was staying at last week uh, for the entirety of the Fox's birthday visit, and so all I had to do Sunday was drive back down here and uh, get it out of the storage lot and set it up at the campsite. Yeah, which is how they do it. It's a whole weird thing. Um, so you're in the, still in the same
1: area though, in Virginia. In the
0: same area, yeah, yeah. Or that Maryland park. And... I'm, I'm, I'm further north than, uh, than that park was, but still in Virginia. Um, not really sure what's around here. It's close to the, the waters of the Chesapeake, I think. Still, it's sort of where all these parks are. Okay. So in the next in the next week or so, I'll either make one more trip down into North Carolina and see a couple of the parks there, or I will move on into New England, where it will hopefully be cooler. It's actually fairly cool today because a cold rain front came through. I had to run the air conditioner Monday and Tuesday, and then last night when the rain came through, everything cooled down.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's been your, weather report weather here is that it's it's been nice outside in the 60s. So we're, I'm 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 enjoying springtime. It's you know we know it's it'll be hot and fine with hot. But yeah, I'm I'm loving. I, I'm as everybody knows, I'm a, a summer spring guy. So it's it's love that I was driving home today from after working out, and i driving down the road, and I've got my top down, and the sun is out. You know, it's like seven o'clock at night, and the sun is out, which is You know, during the winter on here, it's dark as all Hades. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's nice to be able to, you know, come home and still have hours. Like it's, we're recording now and and it's uh, at almost 830 and it's light outside here in Indiana because the daylight savings time in the summer can get light until 11 o'clock at night. So I'm a big fan of that. But that makes me happy. There's the point of that. So yeah, it's, it was good. Uh, We had, so we had a big weekend. Uh, we I mentioned right. before that our buddy Fox, who uh, LRM Guy Fox, Geek Scholar Fox, um, mm-hmm. a, f- a frequent friend of the show, is had his fortieth birthday. He's he's, That's a, right. he's an old man now, and um, mm-hmm. we went. Uh, he he actually flew all of us down to his house, except for you,
0: who Up, drove out. Yeah, yeah Whichever out. verb you want to use? You just moved. It, it is funny mo- that, that you that you call, It is funny that you call him an old man because he's younger than either of us, but old man old man fox me by only a little bit but uh yeah, yeah. old man fox old man fox uh so and, yeah yeah they they flew everybody out i was originally in that flight uh uh grouping but as i maybe have i don't remember if i've said on the show because i've told this story not really a story to several people over the past month uh once i crossed the mountains uh, the Appalachian Mountains in in West Virginia, Virginia and West Virginia.
1: Is is it Appalachian? I've heard it that way. In Appalachian, is there like the people I'm, around there call it a certain thing? What's the right way?
0: Yeah, I'm sure the people who live there just call it the holler. The holler. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I'm certain. I'm certain. I'm saying it wrong. A- Appalachian. Appalachian. I, yeah, I don't. Know. I've heard um,
1: them both called that way, so I wasn't sure which one was the right.
0: I when I flew flew over them, it's amazing what they look like when he's, I was looking down. Sure. Yeah, and I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, just before the Oscars party, I went up into um, the Shenandoah Park, National Park, with the Skyline Drive and got to see a lot of that. You, you don't I guess you don't necessarily see the mountains as much there because you're kind of up on top of them, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sort of see the countryside down and around on either side. But anyway, once I crossed the mountains with my rig my jeep and my camper which was not hard it was just kind of tedious um i decided it made more sense to stay out here through april um rather than drive back to indiana to fly for fox's birthday right um so like i said i put my camper in storage for a few days because i can't park it uh where fox lives Hmm. and we spent three i don't know four days three nights however you Count that you took off pretty early Sunday. Yeah. But uh did you guys stay late yeah. on or did most of the guys stay late on Sunday? No, um somebody oh Pete was also gone uh before I got up because mm-hmm. he drove right. and I think was making the I think he was gonna make the drive all the way back. There was some,
1: he some drove rumor
0: of him maybe stopping in Athens, uh uh in Ohio, which was kind of close to halfway point. Um, but no, everybody left. Uh, got their Ubers to the to the airport around like two, maybe quarter after two. That wasn't bad. Um, and so I I left when they all did because it was, uh, well, the drive back was over three hours. The drive up was like two forty five. Mm. Uh, the drive back was like three twenty because there were a couple accidents and oh. you I, you get that stuff around D.C. I gotta
1: say that flying is i mean besides being crazy cost prohibitive it's the way to go anywhere it's just so to me i know some people have all sorts of stress about it and i understand why and all, the, all of the things but for me of it's course. like it's like a ple- when i go to fly somewhere it's like a pleasant part of the trip or vacation it's like something i look forward to is flying um hmm. it's just I, I like I know all of the things that are built into it, you know getting there early, getting up early, driving to the, the airport, getting your car, taking the shuttle those kind of things i i like have long accepted and kind of enjoy like it's oh where where I'm taking the shuttle so i once I've got my car, then I just got kind of sit down and enjoy someone else driving me around, and then uh you know when i when I go to the airport and I know i've got a wait an hour and a half for the plane to board then i i have intentionally brought video games with me right and i gonna kind of, i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to playing sitting down for a solid hour of nothing else i can do but just play some video games right uh so you know it's just that kind of stuff and, and an airplane yeah. You're, yeah you're you're stuck and i i i can't move around so i read comic books you know and mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah i get all that stuff i think for me it's kind of uh it's i'm just neutral about it mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like i i i kind of like being at the airport i kind of like going to um uh you know going to a little restaurant in the airport and paying sure, too yeah. much for whatever it's always too um, much. way but, too much yeah and you know i i of course you know appreciate very much the speed with which you can travel such such distance right that's the that's the thing right like that's yeah. why we all put up with it and then of course all of the other the sort of anxiety of of getting that gets better every time i do it but it's still like i do it seldom enough that i'm like oh how do i do this again um
1: i I think i would be okay driving
0: and if i didn't have to be the one always driving like every time the last 10 years sure. or more anywhere i drive i'm the only one
1: that drives which is that just sucks that's
0: that's mostly the case for me unless i'm you know with my family going somewhere but i've gotten more okay with it doing this this stuff with the camper but i still have those days where i'm like uh i've got like i don't know there's something different psychologically between like the start of a three or four hour drive i'm like Oh, this is like three, four hours. Okay, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I, was like, not, a, I was just talking to. I was just talking to an employee of mine. About, not horrendous, and then, yeah. and but then the other drives where it's like, oh, well, I mean, Sunday was rough because I, you know, we, partied relatively hard for a group of middle-aged dudes, yeah. um, and so I was just exhausted, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this so far. I've got to go, which is you know three hours. If it were a normal moving camp day, I'd be like. Yeah, this is a a little bit of a long mm, right, yeah. travel day, but that makes but sense. it's fine. Um I also didn't want to I didn't want to get down here too late. Like normally when I move camp, like I have to be out of the site by 11, right? So I'm driving in the middle of the day and it's fine. This was like, oh, I'm not going to make it by 5. It's going to be like 5:30. But I don't want to like if it were a normal like Saturday, or if I was going to a harvest host site, I'd be like, oh, maybe there's somewhere along the way I can stop, like sit down mm. and eat some food and whatever. But I didn't want to do that. Like I wanted to keep going. So I wasn't setting up camp in the dark. Oh yeah. Not that it gets dark at six anymore. Like we're getting into longer days, yeah, yeah. but I still have a little bit of that. My, uh, my, my little mini
1: story it. worry thing that I had the last couple of weeks is that I, I had been sick for like two weeks and could not shake this thing. And and I got, mm. you know, early on, I, I got nervous that it was, it was COVID, right? Because it was kind of a lot of the symptoms sure. of COVID. Um, granted, COVID has every symptom, but still. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, most worried about that. And, you know, I took a home test and it was negative negative. Uh, and okay, that's fine. But then as you know, I thought I'd just get over it. And then I kind of did, but it came back. Um, and then we had people in, our, in my house also got the same, the same sickness. They tested also negative. So I was like, Oh, well, okay. We all don't have it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it got closer to Fox's weekend and I was nervous one about traveling with, if I, if I did have COVID, I worried about, about going with a bunch of people if I had COVID. So I went and got a test, mm-hmm. like an official test and, and it was, it was fine. Uh, but I was still sick, right? It was still a sick thing. And I was on the upswing, sure. but I was still just kind of really exhausted. Um, it would it would like wear me down. And then, as you saw this this weekend, I was l- losing my voice and mm. could barely talk, right. um, and was like very mucousy. So I was I was I had the whole thought of not going out at all, right? Because I am sick um, past the I mean felt pretty strong. I was past the contagious part, but still on the upswing, but still sick. I thought, man, I, I'm I just don't want to miss all the fun because what we, you know, listeners here listen. Like what when we say like partying, like a bunch of middle aged white guys, uh, you know, we play board games a lot, right? We play board games, mm-hmm. hang out with friends, is, which is always the, the best part, obviously. Um, and we we Fox had some really great things planned that we did. Uh, so I just really, you know, it's one we do it for the 40th, kind of like coming out to your house when we did the 40th things. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going to turn 40 again, so. It's nice to it's nice to have these kind of events and not to miss out on. them. So I was nervous about that. Went to the airport and I wore. It was different this time because I wore my mask the whole time, even though we're not we don't have to wear masks. It's, mm. you know just safe and sorry type thing for sure, for everybody course. flying. Um. So wore my mask the whole time there and in in the thing, and got there. And I oh I think I didn't say mentioned about what we also we also drink a lot usually
0: uh, not like irresponsibly but we you know. Are pretty inebriated um, i mean it's not it's not responsible it's not responsible but, but, right yeah but we're all like where we're gonna sleep like nobody's driving yeah
1: no no one's going to the hospital type was what, what i mean no no, no yeah no, no, no. right uh they'll pass out that's about it uh but but i you know and i had thought about that this week it's so, you know just kind of we're all the best part of it is you know we're in a safe environment we're there uh all together and um you know if you're if you're gonna you know drink excess then that's a good better environment and and i like oh yeah this is a good weekend and i don't i don't do that often and i do that but now nah, it just i just because i was ill and then i didn't want to i was had a little bit of paranoia about when i because i don't drink in excess often mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to like promote it here on the show <laughs> um is that right. uh, um i i'm wiped i'm done for a week or two I just i just feel White. awful yeah and and I didn't want to like mm-hmm. do that even in in the, in the middle and feel awful, right? I wanted to right right after you've
0: gotten over being legitimately
1: sick. well, not just that. I didn't want to like miss you know hanging out with the friends and you know sitting in a corner feeling gross, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was so m- moving into that because of that, it was wonderful. Like it, it, Fox listening thing, it was fantastic, right? You know he mm-hmm. he he did a lot of planning for a lot of stuff, and we we'll go through it yeah. here. Um, but it was, you know, a lot of the guys getting together. Fox had all these wonderful meals planned. Uh, took us to a a great place called the Yard House. It's in Maryland. Is that it's where we're at? Right? I don't know this Rockville. Mm-hmm. Is that where we're Rockville? Rockville. That's so right. a Place called the Yard House, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a fancy brew pub, brewery. Or, yeah, know, like a, a
0: I th- I think the the Google Maps or whatever description called it a an upscale sports bar. Yeah, I can see that which is kind of it's in that in that sweet spot like they have a lot of taps. Yeah. And it's got that sort of sports bar atmosphere with high top tables and and TVs everywhere but still a little higher end, a little fancier yeah. um yep. uh dish. And that that options. was
1: that was for lunch and then Plex had mm-hmm. rented out a, the- a movie theater for us and right. to to watch Morbius, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um yeah. and the great, the, the best part about that whole thing was like, I had a half yard Marcus and I had a half yard and the other people had like two beers going into that. Um, and then they, they sold beer at like the many of the theaters that you go to, uh, they had, right. they had alcohol there at the, at the theater. So we got to have some in there drinks, you know, beforehand and during. And so we were all in a very happy mood to watch this not great movie um, which made it just great. It just made it wonderful with like all what twelve of us or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and we could kind of like joke at the at the theater. But what I find funny is that half of us fell asleep at different points within the movie. At, <laughs> You'd at look least, around the theater at and like, least. oh,
0: Pete's asleep. Oh, then later on, I'm asleep, and then at yeah. least half of us. I don't, I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in the theater before, but this was, uh, was it Friday? I think so. Yeah. That we did this so this yep. was our first day after the first night we all got there thursday yeah and of course stayed up too late i was up with mm-hmm. with uh cogswell and trotsky so like six right talking and i say talking uh by talking i mean i asked a question or made a comment about 80s era uh republican party <laughs> we don't talk politics on the show but uh then they got going like i couldn't even get a word in yeah i mean i could once in a while but i don't have opinions on politics that were happening when i was five <laughs> right like, right right uh and that was uh somewhere around 5 a.m that was that was late that was late and uh, so 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 this is the next day right and, so, we're, and we're all like, really exhausted from a lot of that stuff and yeah, and traveling yeah and. and watching this movie and just had a big Lunch with at right. least one drink. I think I had two. I think mm-hmm. we all had two, probably close close right. to it. Um, and then a drink at the theater. Yeah, and and the and the movie was so. And, I mean, it wasn't even slow and boring. It was actually kind of loud at times. Yeah, but it was. I was so disengaged and disinterested in it that yeah, I, yeah, that we, I, we, we off. I I agree
1: yeah. with you that I have also, or I'll second it that I had also never actually fallen asleep. There one movie. I I uh, came very close, and it was of all things Transformers: Age of Extinction, uh, and and that one was not because I was overly tired; it was just incredibly boring. Um, okay. And and so I was kind of like starting to get nodded, so I had to like shake my head to wake up. And that one, this one, I was I was genuinely tired, and I just went, I just like I'm just gonna close my eyes and not watch this because, like you said, we'll we'll talk about it right now here in a second, but it was not interesting in the least. Right. Mm -mm. So so closing my eyes, I'd never for a minute felt like I was missing anything. So uh, we'll come back to to the party and what we did there. But let's go ahead and talk about Morbius really quick. Sure. So it's getting panned and and bad reviews and such on on uh, all of the sites everywhere. Uh, I'll start off by saying this is uh, Michael Morbius. It's a comic book character, Marvel character, but not in the MCU. It's made by Sony. He, he has more Spider-Man affiliations than anything. So right. Sony owns the rights to him. What a weird thing. Like Marvel selling, say, hey, you get this character and any person who's ever, ever had
0: any association. That's so weird. You know, carte blanche on your... I your I assume that stuff is enumerated in a contract somewhere with all the lawyers.
1: Uh, Not really. The worst part about that is that Marvel was just... They didn't think they'd make anything, right? They're just trying to stay mm. alive and they're crashing their companies going under and they're like... We'll just write any character that has ever been in a Spider-Man mag. It's so terrible. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, so anyway, um, it had. It, I will say that it had. It is not the worst movie I've seen. I've seen. I've definitely seen worse movies. Right. Um, it's sure. not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um... Well, go ahead. I'll let you. No, it's just, it's not, and I, I don't have a whole lot to say. It's it's hard to explain it because I don't want to trash on it. I'm not going to bash on this thing because really it's not, like I said, I have seen some really, really terrible, terrible movies. Uh, it, I've even seen some movies that were trying to be bad that were just terrible bad, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This one was not trying to be bad, but it was, uh, what's the reasons it was bad, Dennis? Was it the script and the acting and directing?
0: Okay. There are there there are a lot of things like um, script for sure. I mean that's definitely so the culprit. so the yeah yeah the I don't I don't I mean I'm not gonna praise Jared Leto after Leto Leto whatever know, after the the rumors anecdotes or whatever of his extreme method acting walking with. Uh, uh, crutches and did and
1: it did nothing hold, to improve this performance I'm holding
0: you up production and and making people help him use the bathroom and stuff like that like that all spoiled any potential i could have had at appreciating his his performance um i don't know that there was anything really outstanding about his performance i i no, got really more wasn't. out of um uh uh doctor who's matt smith sure um, I wouldn't, now, I, I say that to say that, um, say that to say that, that their, their acting was well executed. I don't think those characters were well designed or written or thought out or all of directed or anything. I think terrible. those, those two guys acted those parts well. Um, and...
1: I mean, there's just nothing for them to act with. Like they, who was the, the characters who, didn't have any compelling female, stories.
0: Who was the female? Was the female character and, forgettable?
1: Character. I don't even know. Completely forgettable. She, yeah, she. Because, I don't even know why she was even there. Like I don't know the point. She wasn't even necessarily there for a love interest. I don't remember.
0: No, just like for somebody to somebody for uh, Morbius to exp- exposit, it, like explain all the mechanics of the story. But, yeah, like, almost no story. It's just like, here are these things that happen. Uh, none of the mo- motivation makes any sense. The characters are 100% morally ambiguous at best. And so you're like, who is the good guy here? Am I rooting for Jared Leto? Because he's not shown me any laudable character qualities uh, to make me admire or root for him in any way. In he's any not way. an underdog. He's not any kind of hero. He's barely uh uh, you know a batman kind of like we don't kill uh uh, style vampire um and like that's even before you get to the really dumb stuff like did they understand how international waters works Uh, no no
1: you gotta clarify that that scene that that scene goes like we can't do this experiment because it's illegal we have to do it in international waters and then the next scene is a boat floating in water and the words come across international waters it's like or it says right uh East Asia international waters, and you're like how I you know you gave that to your little nephew to write, didn't you? It's just so absurdly
0: terrible right yeah yeah it's a it's a specific they say Eastern seaboard and they say exactly how many nautical miles it is offshore, and you're like,, uh, okay, so that makes everything you're doing okay, and everything then, they're doing okay, and they have mercenaries out there, like and then the 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 very common uh, you know, Marvel does this too. A lot of TV shows do this, just thorough, uh, lack of understanding of science and, and scientific equipment. It's so just like bad. this broad label of like, we're going to science some stuff. And I mean, they're in Morbius. There are lines like this. Like he takes over uh, a counterfeiting operation oh and yeah. he wants to keep all of their, I don't think he says sciencey, he but does I think say, he no, he 100%
1: like, says sciencey. He says, leave all the sciencey stuff.
0: Leave all the science-y stuff, and then that lets him build a centrifuge with only one tube in it, which so would not work. incredibly badly imbalanced. He, like he takes none over of that a counterfeiters
1: machine and makes a, a a medical laboratory with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like there is a long list of nitpicks, but before you even get to that, like nothing about the story is engaging or entertaining. Like I'll give it. A tiny bit of like half a point out of ten, uh, for how tired and disinterested I was uh, watching <laughs> this movie. But even with that, you know, a a halfway decent movie could have overcome that. And I don't think if I were fully engaged and conscious and no and yeah. everything. Yeah. I would have, I would have appreciated this more than maybe half a point.
1: That That's important. That's important to say to, to reiterate. We we did start out this space saying that many of us fell asleep. So us reviewing it, I can hear somebody that that for some apologist out there saying, well, you, how dare you review it if you fell asleep? Like, first of all, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes. Second off, right. th- th- it's so incredibly disjointed that no parts matter. No scene matters or has any reason for anything. Uh, he he goes and has um, one of his in his childhood his one of his childhood friends or somebody he just met has for some reason starts dying, I guess. And a machine that he's hooked up to, which just looks like it's a heart monitor or something, starts mm. like malfunctioning. And this kid's dying. So little Michael Morbius walks over, pops it open, which is clearly a fuse he pulls out. Right. He pulls a fuse out. It's yeah, all, it's,
0: it's a it's a barrel fuse, if you know what that means yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little it's, cylinder with metal on both ends. Not and hard to, to, for metal. like some
1: sciency microchip thing, right? It's a fuse. He pulls it out, puts a spring in, and then the, the kid wakes up and and is like so he just bypassed the fuse. Okay, cool, that makes sense, sure. and then um, you know because they, they, they don't have they don't have default systems and fuses in these and life save, whatever so and I'm not even trying to be picky here. But the kid comes back immediately. I mean, it's the past.
0: It's a, it's an orphanage. Like they probably have old equipment. Like all of that makes sense. Sure. The scene afterwards, Jared Harris, treats him like he's some kind of genius. He doesn't treat him. He says this
1: this is. He says it's the state of the art equipment made by the most expensive or genius minds on the planet, and you just took it apart like
0: scientists, and you you managed to fix it. And I'm like, he didn't fix it like the fuse is there for a reason i know also and he just bypassed a fuse he just macgyvered so, it like so that's terrible not, and, he, that's and in that same breath skill. he says
1: you're a born genius michael we are going to give you a full and i'm not making this up he says we're going to give you a full ride scholarship to the most expensive schools ever and then Medical immediately school. does a quick montage of michael morbius graduating at like eight years old some kind of stupid thing right immediately makes him a genius
0: well it, and that's and that's even... That, that reminds me again of... The, I mean, this is just becoming... <laughs> just, bright it's best, just but one, so this bad. One of the things that I that I heard when I... Because I listened to at least one podcast where they talked about this movie. Um, the One of the things people say a lot about in, in criticism of modern, and I don't know if for sure modern, but in a majority of movies is people not understanding the principle, and by people I mean directors, filmmakers, not understanding the principle of show, don't tell. You have a visual medium. You can do things in that medium, like, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, an example of this. In the other way is, um, uh, oh, not Guy Ritchie, the other one, who I always get the names mixed up, um, who made all the movies with Simon Pegg. uh, Um. Nick something other I know Nick no no the director um, oh, um I'm not sure his name it'll come to me in like sure. 5 minutes um using the visual medium like we watched at world's end and they do this this thing with the cups or like they go into the second bar and it's the exact same set like there's humor there that's not in the dialogue it's not just a couple of characters quipping that could be a radio show yeah. uh this movie takes that that failing like to a comical degree right there's a scene where where morbius and uh and jared harris's character are like waiting to like he's he's about to be introduced no uh jared harris is up at the podium talking anyway he's waiting and they're talking and you don't really you're not really sure what's going on like he's introducing him and they cut to the next scene where somebody says I've never seen somebody, you know, be rude to the king of Sweden. Like mm-hmm. Morbius has just turned down a Nobel Prize, but they, they, they way... did not show it. They didn't show it. Right? That. It's right. it's it's their way of telling us that he's such a genius he doesn't care about getting a Nobel Prize and he turned it down. But instead of showing us turning him it down, they show us what happens right before and right after. I'm like, wh- why? It's... it's not like a thing that you needed a big budget special effects or anything. All you needed was to cast somebody to play the kick of Sweden. Yeah. And just you couldn't, continue the you scene. You couldn't do that. And I'll do, I'll do you another one.
1: I'll do, I'll do you another one. There was, yeah. um, the, the bad guy. Spoiler. Sorry. I don't even, I don't even care that we're in spoilers. Here. Uh, he, um, he yeah, becomes a bad guy and we don't know why or how. like, he just knows that Michael has this serum. He knows that Michael's a vampire, and then shows up in Are prison. You
0: talking about you talking about Matt
1: Smith yeah. or somebody else? No, Matt Smith. Okay. Like I, because I, I thought, well, maybe maybe there's a part that I was not paying attention or dozed off or looked at it a different way or wasn't paying attention to something. And I, then I asked everybody afterwards, like, how did that guy? Get I definitely to know he was a vampire. Like, how did he know Morbius was a vampire and then had
0: this magic serum? Oh, see, I see, I dozed off and then went to the bathroom and got popcorn so that i would be able to stay awake for the rest of the movie so i missed all the stuff with him going to prison like when i got back he was breaking out of prison yeah
1: so all i saw was that like the morbid origin he's in in prison his buddy shows up with a cane that he just leaves and he kind of like does the vampire thing and, and reveals that he's a vampire too i'm like wait how did you get how did you know and how did you get and what the you know, it, they don't care. It doesn't matter. He's just a vampire now, and he's the bad guy.
0: And you're like, okay, uh, wh- yeah, what? I, that that also didn't make sense to me, but I wasn't in the theater when it happened. His motivation, at least at the beginning, I understood. Like, they're both, or Morbius is is, um, uh, uh, you know, disabled, differently abled, yeah. And from from childhood, and so the the vampire serum makes him strong and whole yeah, again. Yeah. And his friend is dying. And so he believes the serum serum Michael has will cure him. And so that's his sort of origin thing. No, that that makes sense. They they just don't tell. He needs to drink blood to. Yeah. So then there's just that step missing in between. Yeah.
1: Like one of the most important steps in the world, this rare thing that makes Michael Morbius special, the living vampire. And now Matt Smith has it i mean it, it, it's zero it Makes zero sense and and some of these things when we talk about bad and disjointed uh tyrese gibson plays a character named simon and he's a police officer and michael Morbius is running from the police and he runs there it's a whole chase scene and everyone's running and he's a he's a vampire so he can like you know teleport or whatever he does and he's super fast climbs on walls mm-hmm. and ceilings climb, you know all the cops leaves him in the dust and he's up to the top of the of the the skyscraper and he runs like he's going to jump off the ledge because he's just so far ahead of him right and then he just mm-hmm. stops because he can't he hasn't figured out how to fly yet so he stops and then turns around and right there is, is Tyrese Gibson with thing like how the hell did you just you were on the bottom floor behind everybody mm. and now all of a sudden you're in front of him he caught like up
0: with him on top
1: of the skyscraper yeah. you know like it's right. stuff like that that is complete nonsense and it's not just one scene it's every single shot is like that. Mm-hmm. Every single yeah. thing. If there's one thing I give it for, it's that the effects weren't bad. Like yeah. they were great. It just like it wasn't. A lot of these movies, you'll see that like oh, and we also only paid ten thousand dollars for the, effect, the entire effects team. Right. Yeah. The, it it wasn't. The, the, the effects were fine. The
0: like the like death face stuff was very like gratuitous. Yeah. I felt, and that's that's one you of the things that I heard. One of my uh, one of my internet friends who likes bad movies. I think I said this before. Hmm. He likes bad movies, and he went to see this and was like, "This wasn't. It wasn't bad in an entertaining way. It was just like every possible decision they made the wrong one." Yeah, and you, and you exactly right. Had that, no. It's not laughable. Had no like, none plan. Of it's laughable. And just like slapped together a bunch of scenes and were like, "Here's a movie."
1: Yeah. He, here you go. Um. And and to close this one out. It, it, as as the movie did, there's the whole thing... And I, by the way, people online or people listening and they're like, oh, there's reasons and they're, the mix-up and they're trying to make it into the MCU and executive people got involved. Okay, sure, fine. Well, all that reasons. Somebody, or at least several people, watched this movie when it was done and then greenlit it to continue into theaters. Right? right. So somebody right. saw this and still said it was okay. So I blame them. Um, I mean,
0: at a certain point, you have sunk cost, right? You're like, we put that, put out this or... It's gonna cost us billions to fix maybe. Not billions,
1: but but yeah, but, but a lot of a lot of movies it. have said no, it's no good. We're we're right. shelving it or putting it back. A lot of things have done that, and this is sure. that bad. Uh, it's 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 a ruin or franchise kind of bad type thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. So anyway, um, at the end, you have the most and again spoilers if you really care uh, for the extra credit scene you have this whole thing that Michael Keaton's come back as the vulture for Adrian Toomes and they shoehorn that he's a multiversal jumper because of the multi- multiverse happens and it makes zero sense why it happens it makes zero sense that like oh the the news says oh this guy Adrian Toomes just appears in in a cell and we don't know why and that's, then we're going to That's another him.
0: that's another perfect example of them screwing up the show don't tell because they show us him getting out they show us him appearing in this prison and then show us him being released and then show us a reporter on tv tv news explaining that he appeared out of nowhere and was in this prison and secured his immediate release And i'm like we just saw all that yeah you don't and, have to tell us all the stuff we just saw
1: <laughs> and then then he shows up finds the living vampire michael morbius who you know of course is probably dodging police you'd guess or whatever and just sure. shows up at night in his full now evidently multiversal vulture flipped vulture suit mm-hmm. uh because you know clearly he has access to, ch- ch- to uh, Chitari tech in this world too i guess um mm-hmm. and lands in front of michael morbius and says hey I don't know what's going on with me, but I think it has something to do with that Spider Man guy. You want to do a team up? Like he says those words. And I'm not kidding. All that was like verbatim. <laughs> and you're like, and Michael Morbius is like, sure. And then the movie ends. And you're like, what is, what are even anyone thinking in their head if they're not 15 years old writing these scripts? Right. It's right. just right. god awful. So yeah, it was awful. We're done with Morbius now. <laughs> it was, um, Not worth. It's not worth movie. Um, I honestly don't see that it's even worth watching at home. I mean, I know people will have curiosity because it has something to do with the vulture and whatever, but it's it's a waste of time, man. You're gonna watch this movie and feel like you lost time in your life. I I did not because I was with
0: friends. Right. Maybe if you were back in the early 2000s and you know we didn't get two to three superhero movies a year. Two to three even seems like a low number. Um. But got, you know, one every other year. (coughs) This is worse than like the blade early blade movies. This is worse than those. Right. Yeah. Is it. I can't decide if it's better or worse than Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, it's uh, that's a good one. We talked about Fox and I talked about this one. It is better than the most recent Fantastic Four. Yeah, I uh, didn't see that. With Michael B. Jordan. It is better than that one. That one made me ill. And, um, but, but worse than all of the rest, like far worse. Those other ones are crown jewels. The ones with, um, uh, Chris <laughs> Evans. Evans. Yeah. Is, is they look like crown jewels compared to this movie. Um, so, and, and, and anyone who's listening to the show knows I like, this is my genre. This is my, my, my right. thing. Uh, I give movies a lot better chance. And while this wasn't the worst movie in the whole world, as I started out with, It is definitely not worth your time to watch and completely skippable by all things. And Jared Leto's insane method acting did nothing. (laughs) So he just wasted everyone's time and money and uh, patience. uh, uh, So Okay. So I I thank Fox for taking us to watch it because it was uh, a thing that I could watch with friends. We could make fun of it. We still have, you know, we'll we'll forever have jokes about that. We can do anything in international waters. Right, um, right so that that that's that's awful nice okay moving along dennis we went through the weekend and we what did we do with the nerf thing you want to say how that played out
0: um sure that was a little i don't know a weird sort of weird uh, right yeah weird sort of peer pressure uh kind <laughs> of thing because a couple i don't know if anybody brought nerf guns but a couple people bought nerf guns and so i was like well if we're doing this i'm going to do it and we're I like i think pat was the only one because he had like the noisy cricket like the little one i'm like what Would, wouldn't we you guys don't want to just like pile in the car and i'll go to walmart and no right <laughs> right we've got to right. do, do amazon so you know we buy this and then we got back from the movies thing uh wait wait just you, a...
1: you, it feels like you skipped a couple steps there some people had him shipped to the house and when, when they when they showed up on thursday they were there waiting for them right
0: uh Maybe yeah, I, I didn't think it was see, Mike I, and
1: Cogswell both did that.
0: Oh, like ordered ahead of time. Yeah, and and when so, they showed
1: up, their packages were waiting.
0: Okay, yeah. So then they had these these big Nerf guns, and so the rest of us got on Amazon and ordered a bunch. And so when we got back from seeing Morbius, there was just a stack of it's like it's <laughs> Christmas and everybody's ordering. So we got one day on shipping Amazon. in that area. Just
1: everything's one day shipping.
0: Yeah, everything was so fast uh, uh in that. In that area. And then I we sat had at these the table Nerf and was guns. like, well, I'm not going to be the only one without a Nerf gun. Right. Exactly. Same. And then we didn't really do anything else with it. Like, every once in a while, somebody would... Like, I, I got two sort of revolvers, and so I would just carry one around for a while because other people had them and just, like, cock and uncock it kind of thing, but never really do much.
1: Oh, man, you, you must have missed out then because... I was involved in pretty much every nerf battle and it nerf happened battle, and, and it happened often
0: like until that last one, the last day after uh, I did, uh, I missed that because fo- I was gone. Fox's yeah. son, uh got back and wanted, wanted to play because everybody or almost everybody, I think left their, mm-hmm. left their nerf guns behind. We're like, we're not taking them on the plane. Left into Fox's son I, to play with. Yeah. I thought about taking mine with me because <laughs> I have my car, but I'm like, what am I gonna do? Carry a couple of Nerf pistols around with me for no reason? <laughs> I liked like, my gun I'll...
1: by the end of the time, and I really wanted to take it home. But when I figured that it was forty dollars to bring it with me on the airplane, or I bought the thing twenty five next, next, next to the air for to, free for twenty five dollars. Another one, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that's just you know dumb. Uh, but no, yeah, we so that was uh, like uh, several of us just had it on us all the time, like we just carried it around just right. in case. And then occasionally when people were playing game, someone would pop another body, you know, it's it was kind of like an almost a little unwritten rule that if you didn't have a gun, you could be shot once, but no one's going to like waylay on you. Um, and then uh, just randomly, somebody would start, you would see two people with guns from across the way, just start out breaking. And then a third jump in and four, and they're just, they all shoot until they all ran out of ammo right and then and then it was like okay no, yeah
0: i don't sees fire i don't know i think there was maybe one of those that i was like i fired off a couple shots but for the most part and every once in a while if we were playing a game like i would see somebody walk by and i would intentionally shoot like ahead or behind them like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wanting wanting not to hit them but wanted wanting to just like make show your chaos, dominance there right <laughs> right or something or something, but I, I don't know. I think I thought there was going to be some kind of organized oh no thing, which a... which there really wasn't. Like even yeah. that last date, where like everybody got a gun and we all kind of shot each other and reloaded and shot some more, and it was just madness.
1: We had we had uh our, our buddy Trotsky had one of those automatic like it would do mm. pop, 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 type things right like a machine gun, um but it and it had battery so he didn't have to cock anything. So he thought he was going to be the big stuff. And we were all like, Oh man, that stuff's going to tear us up. And it's a little rubber balls instead of nerf darts. Right. Um, so, but his thing had a wind up. It had He would push yeah. the trigger and you'd hear. Ooh. So, so anytime he tried to shoot anybody, people heard it and then they would immediately hide. So he'd run around the corner yeah. and there would be nobody. So every time he tried to shoot somebody with this gun, you could hear him coming a mile away, you know? And so he, he, he brought 200 rounds, and I bet he, besides mm. that last day, only shot 50 because he just couldn't get anybody in you know, right. in his sights. Uh, but, yeah, w- w- the only story I had there that was really fun was I'm sitting down. Fox has always a pagoda. Is that what it's called? On, out on his porch. Um, sure. In his backyard. And we're sitting there. Pergola. Some, some ca- pergola, yeah. And with some, some couches. And it's really nice. And we're all just talking. And I happen to have my gun sitting there as we're all sitting around. And uh, Geek Scholar Chris shows up. Um, mm-hmm. He's there the the night for he's going to do uh, trivia, which we'll talk about in a second. And right. he has this big, huge gun, uh, like strapped to his back with his backpack. Right. Oh,
0: I missed this, too. I think I was in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. And and we're all just talking. And, Mar- and Chris walks from the, from the side of the house with this big gun. And Geek Scholar Chris, for those who listen to <laughs> Geek Scholar movie news, is a super nice guy. He's just a, a really cool, chill dude. He comes for, sure. for that one day. He's talking, and we're all real happy to see him. And then out of nowhere, our buddy Marcus just kind of walks outside the side door nobody sees and has a gun and just starts waylaying on Chris out of nowhere. <laughs> Chris Chris doesn't just like, oh, oh, oh. He does like what we all do and just reaches for his gun and pulls it out and starts firing back. And then I'm not going to stop. So I start firing back. And then it's just this huge like popcorn thing is like pop, 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 pop and everybody mm-hmm. everybody in the pergola just dies for cover who doesn't have a gun and who those who do have a gun stand up and start joining the shoot um but they're only like five not even a minute and a half probably right because we all run out of darts yeah. after after a while mm-hmm. so that that was just stupid grown-ass adults doing stupid things <laughs> sorry grown-ass male men right or whatever doing stupid things uh boys we should say boys yeah. Right. so that that was fun. we played games did you play any fun game that
0: that you enjoyed um i'll tell you what and and this is gonna i don't know i don't know how this is gonna sound it'll sound how it sounds and <laughs> it'll sound how i'm just gonna say if, it. i'm just gonna say it. if 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 you don't like it i'm sorry and <laughs> I'm not really that sorry uh i'll tell you what didn't happen was I was never mad or upset uh I think that's good so far a a, a combination well it's 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 not uncommon shall we say for a for a several day gathering like this for me by like the second or third night or maybe the night before the last day or something like that to get kind of cranky okay sure right to get in a game where like I know that I made some early mistakes or I don't understand the rules Oh, and and you played a couple long
1: ones you played one with me
0: I did I did I played um Root the Battlestar Galactica game. Oh, that's two you played with me, yeah. Which is the it's like three hours you? at least, right? Oh, yeah, because you, you sat right across. Yeah, that was at least three hours. And it's which, by the, the way, Dennis was a Cylon. That's right. I was uh, Commander Adama, mm-hmm. was a Cylon. So Cylons board my ship. <laughs> um, and uh, and so like maybe that contributed to it being fun. Uh, we haven't played it in years, since, not since the infamous incident where Pat made too many of us Cylons and the game was ruined, mm-hmm. um, which is a great they, story in our group. And mm-hmm. also that that's a game that people praised for years as being the best, like both being very good in the genre of social deduction games and bluffing games and also being very good as an IP game and having... Uh, at, at being true to the IP, to the I spirit of I the agree. of the license or license, games, mm-hmm, we should mm-hmm. call them. Um, and we hadn't played it for years, probably like almost ten years. And so we're playing it, and it's just very boring. Um, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. My, that would be my review. Like too. you, you get to your turn, and there's stuff you can do, but you don't really have control. Like the things that you can do are dictated by. Um,
1: What's happening what, the with cards, the cards like yeah.
0: like the cards that you draw, and so it's like you have plans and you have goals, but you're restrained even in your actions by what cards you have available mm-hmm. and it really and it really limits you and, and, and so for those who
1: have played it who know we never got we only got like two Cylon attacks the whole game, and it's supposed to happen like every round or every other round, and right. so our entire game was just mostly us sitting there doing very boring things and it was not entertaining so sorry to interrupt right. you but that that's if you've played it you pray like well there's always cylons all the time
0: like no no we just just sat there trying to do nothing yeah there, yeah. Were, there were not really ships to fight i mean i was cylon so i was trying to sort of slowly I mean, you didn't have any humans. help like you there was no raiders coming out you know no like that. right right and i won but i was still like okay we're, it's that's finally over we can go do something else yeah that, that's um, how i felt too we, we had two but people I who had never even watched the show I wasn't so. grouchy or frustrated or or any of that. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. we played Root, which mm-hmm. is um a game about furry woodland creatures and uh, that yep. is very uh it seems heady. sort it's of heady. It, it it seems a little bit like not not cooperative but like sort of work together to to both, you know, like your, a can kind of thing was. where you where you trade and and then that both helps you and you're sort of racing. This game is not that way. It only seems that way. Within, like, a couple of rounds, you're fighting, and the fighting is very fierce and very contentious. And it's asymmetrical, and what I mean by that is that every faction plays completely differently. And it's not like the way that a game like Terra Mystica or Twilight Imperium has where, you know this color does this thing. They get more of... Th- these kind of ships are a little better than the others' kind of ships, or an, in Terra Mystica, it's, you know, y- you're better on... Y- you want these colors, and then you can build this building easier, so you want to focus on... Th- like, there are multiple paths to victory, and each one sort of focuses on a different one. In yeah. Root, the entire mechanics are different. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I played one of the more unique factions, which is the Vagabond, and I just have one little guy. Everybody else has armies that they're spreading out, and they're taking over these yeah. these nodes, these town points. And I don't do any of that. Like, I wander in and out and get these items. And then, so I was sort of not paying very much attention to what you guys you, were doing. Your character
1: didn't really need to.
0: Because <clears throat> I didn't need to. It was just sort of yeah. like, who am I going to help? Who am I going to hurt? Because I get victory points by helping and also hurting, but you can't switch. Like, once you go hostile to somebody, you get points from attacking them, but you can't go back to getting points for helping them. And the yeah. the helping is mutual. Like, I give you something and take something. Thankfully, I, um, I don't think you ever hurt me, because I, I didn't feel it, if you did. So, I mean, at the very end, I attacked some of your leftover buildings, but oh, sure, it wasn't sure. it wasn't enough to turn it around by that point. I waited too late in the game. And I think maybe a couple of our other friends got... Um, a little more heated and well, they, and They Definitely got and, some heated on that one, right? And and maybe that helped me to to not uh, not take the game too seriously. Um, but I, I I mostly found the sweet spot of like not taking the game too seriously, but still being engaged enough to participate and not yeah. ruin it. I know, I thought you were pretty engaged in those two, at
1: least those two long games that I played mm-hmm. with you, which. It's a challenge for anybody. And 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 I will say of, of my reviews for the, those games, those two games in particular, I don't have anything much more to say than you did because you're right on all those counts. Um, It's difficult to find a group to play a long game that you know that it's going to be three hours, right? Or more. Of course. Yeah. And, and it is these kind of events that you can play, you know, gatherings that you can do that where you have people right. who are that type of people that will play them and understands the rules and play that things but it's still part of the game is very difficult it's like a, a almost a little bit of an endurance test there's going to be times when you're bored or you're just not in it or you're tired or exhausted right because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. your your mind is focusing for such a long period of time for so much you just want, it's just a difficult thing so both of those games i felt with the exception of one thing in route uh that everyone was was engaged to their best ability we all knew that they're you know that like in the Battlestar game that it's, you know, boring and that we can't help it. We can't can't advance the story, but we were all still kind of positive, you know, positively encouraging people or joking and having some kind of fun with each other, uh, despite of that or in spite of that. And then with the root game, you know, the, the players that the other players at the table were, you know, nice to talk to, right. I I would talk to Pete and even though he's against me, you know, we talk about his class or, or Jill, and I was really interested in what, what she was doing i didn't know what she was doing but it's it's a whole different character and then i'd randomly walk over to you and like what are you doing And how can you help me Mm -hmm. you know for three hours. and everyone was kind of still pleasant and nice throughout the entire time of that and that's a rare thing for a game to happen so that made me feel good about playing those games this weekend um which is a really nice thing to have because even on the long games that i've played the really long ones even i'll get cranky and tired by the end you just want to get it over at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did win root, which was, which was probably helpful, but it wasn't winning. That was the most fun. It was really just like playing my right. little character class, you know? Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and then also seeing all the other cool stuff that everybody else was doing, uh, which is the, I, yeah. So I give, I definitely give root a th- thumbs up. I like that game a lot. You can buy that on steam Worth buying, worth playing. It doesn't take three hours because um, everything's kind of managed for you. Uh, worth it sure. for the purchase yeah. there too, and worth it the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm I would pass on that. I would pa- I don't think I'll ever mm-hmm. play it again. Um, Same. Yeah, it, it, but you were right. You said you said it right. It was, it got the theme perfect. They really did every character, every class. Our, one guy was playing Gaius Baltar, and he'd never watched the show, and everything that Gaius did was like his character like <laughs> the guy was playing it just like because that's the way it works out right right um yeah. so yeah that one i played um a game called tapestry which is a bit of a longer game it's more in the vein of a scythe type thing okay. a game that has multiple paths to victory that you don't you know we're all against each other but you could kind of do your own thing over here and if nobody else is going to do that then you just play your own game right um and that that is a downside. Thumbs to it. Down to it is that um, I never felt like I I never interacted with anybody the entire game, and um, okay. and most of the people at the table didn't. It came to your turn and you did your thing, and it didn't affect other people really. I think Trotsky yeah. and Chris did because they were going for the same kind of goal, right? Sure. Um But but I don't want to knock that because it is it was a fun game. It's I like scythe and I like this kind of a thing. I like multiple objective games. It's got a neat thing. Neat colors neat uh, pieces um i definitely definitely enjoyed playing it and would play it again but if i had to choose between it and scythe i would definitely play scythe uh again uh, right and on. the last one that i even want to mention is a game called i got kind of pulled into called uh, sagrada um i won't explain the mechanics i would just say that it's it's it was pleasurable i remember it being fun um should i even say anything about it you have a board let's say a nine by nine square grid and you get dice that get rolled and you have to you get points you have goals for like putting no repeating numbers in a row and you get extra bonus points if you have nowhere in a column and then if you put colors in a diagonal thing so there's all sorts of like ways you can get points and then the okay. board that you put it on like your nine by nine grid is different for everybody so like oh on my board i have to put a purple on the corner and i have to put a three on this one um, so it's kind of a puzzly thing. Um, and it's, the theme is stained glass window. It has nothing to do at all with the mechanics, but the colors of the whole game are very in the board okay. you play with the steam glass window. That's um, cool. it's like 30 bucks. It's a small game played. It played within a less than an hour. Um, you roll dice, which was, you know, makes it super random. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I had fun and, and because it, it fits in a nice, you know, Less than an hour game, forty minutes maybe, sure. forty five minutes. Those are pleasurable. Those are nice. Those are really good and colorful. So thumbs up with that one. Played it with new people that I had never I uh, played with, and and had a great time. So yeah, uh I don't know if we, there was other games that were played, but you know, yeah, Trotsky had
0: them. a new a new horse racing game. Oh, I played I, that one. Yeah, I called Tether Horse, but yep. it has good a real name. For name.
1: It. That's a real good name for it.
0: Um, it's, has it's a very weird sort of way that the horses affect the other horses and it has the same dice thing where you can't really control what happens. <clears throat> I mean, you yeah, can, I, I, but... I got over that game after the second time
1: I played it. Cause of, cause the di- I just,
0: dice are just yeah, stupid. I played it once and didn't love it.
1: And uh... it's, it's fine. I mean, games that you have, like what's happening in this turn is dictated by the dice. And then you just react. Is is not always that fun. Cause I can't plan for the next move or, Plan for what's going to happen. You're just like, okay, now the next round a dice is going to tell us what happens.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's fine. It's fine. A lot of our, our friends like it. Um, um, what else? We played llama. Llama. I feel like llama's so dumb.
0: I feel like I learned another new game, but it's it's probably didn't not you gonna
1: play? Come did, did you guys play games outside when you were out like at six in the morning all the time playing games?
0: Not really. Um, I mean, we played Ink and Gold and taught that to new oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people Always played. Telling. No thanks. I wasn't in that game, but of course we played that.
1: Was we there anything that. you wanted to say about uh, uh, Geek Scholar Chris's um, trivia night? Trivia trivia night
0: was fun. Um, Can you describe what pretty... he did
1: for us? How it worked out?
0: Yeah, he he set it up on the on the TV. This computer. Uh, he had categories. He had big categories. And then small sort of bonus round categories. Um, because it was Fox's birthday, the questions were all kind of tailored uh, toward Fox. Um, if you've listened to uh, their podcast, which I think is on kind of permanent hiatus now, um, Geek Scholars Movie News, uh, they they used to do trivia uh, every week on the show because they have three people, right? Um, yep,
1: yep. So it's like we're doing Geek Scholar Trivia, which is kind of neat.
0: Yeah, and so he would do, like, a round with normal kind of challenging questions, and then a round of, like, here are 12 different uh, pairs of actors. What character have they both played? Um, or, here are a dozen different cars from TV and film. Name the vehicle, not yeah. the show. Or, uh yeah or anything like that like you have to name the actual vehicle so you're like mm-hmm. oh well that's You mean like the tumbler? The the tumbler yeah the the <laughs> verse the Batman tank thing with the big wheels Chris. or you know that's uh He had some real good cuts in there. That's Austin Powers but what is the what is the car called? Um And yeah it was pretty good. Um It, it that's that's a real
1: I I was I was—I'll admit, on the air, I was a little skeptical about how we we're going to have trivia night with a bunch of people who just know way too much about all this kind of stuff. Right. Especially, it was called like Geek Trivia, Fox's Geek Trivia, or some kind of thing. Right. And I was like, you know, I've played Star Wars Trivia Pursuit, and it's just dumb playing it because you know every question to every answer to every question, everything.
0: It's it's that or or the other way around where you're like, this is so obscure, like even I don't know this. How is anybody like trying yeah. to figure out the balance? And we. Yeah, what was he George did.
1: George Lucas's license plate when he was in
0: you know six, just exactly turned 16, you know, exactly so like just that. deep deep trivia? But, and, but he didn't do that.
1: He he had very deep things that many of us who were pros didn't know, but not too bad, right?
0: Yeah, we sort of we set up the teams by drawing names from a hat, but <laughs> then they switched because from the names in a hat, uh, uh, Fox and Jill were on the same team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Fox's team still ended up winning. Uh, But they had Fox, uh, Trotsky, and Pete, um, plus uh, uh, Jill's sister, Kate. My team had Jill and Chris Borland. Mm -hmm. So we had a pretty wide swath of like, you know, Chris knew some of the older stuff. I knew some of the more dumb stuff. Like I somehow pulled uh, the name of the dog van from Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where that knowledge was living in my brain and I was still like Shaggin' 60, Wagon. The Shaggin' Wagon. I was still only like 60 to 70% sure of it, but neither of the other two had any had any clue. Um and uh yeah, it was fun.
1: What was great about that is like not all those like Fox knew all of them, right? Uh which, which he I think his team still won. Um but did, yeah. It, it was that mixed in with some really good obscure stuff with, you know, things that, that got even... Fox is a big movie guy, like knows so many things. And even him didn't get some of these things. Uh, or mm-hmm. he didn't get some of these things. Um, <laughs> I will say that I'm... My most proud moment, though, is that I got a perfect score on the Star Trek category. So that made me feel very happy.
0: We would have, but we were robbed uh, by, <laughs> by, by technicality, that, technicality. That sort of colored the whole, like, every car- every category... After that, got a little more lenient uh, to the to the frustration of of some of the more uh, pedantic in our group. Yeah. The big the big moment of frustration for me was uh, in the movie category. We had to say uh, this western made in twenty sixteen was a remake of a western mm-hmm. from like sixty something, yep. which was a, yeah. a an adaptation of Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai, and and so. And so I've got Chris, Borland, and Jill. And I'm like, what was that Western with Chris Pratt mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke? The and right they one. round up the guys and they go to this town so they can defend it from bandits. It's the same story as Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Most of them get killed. I'm like, it has, a, it has a weird name. I kept thinking it was a, like, the blanks, like, the untouchables. <laughs> sure. I'm like, it's the... It's the this or um, what are those those team up movies with all the old action heroes like Sylvester Stallone and oh, and sure, uh, yeah. like the re- um,
1: replaceables or replacements or re- something like that.
0: The, the replaceables. No, or they're the the um... the, the dis, dis- dispensable disposable something like.
1: It strikes me as yes, I know which ones are talking about. Yeah,
0: like I kept thinking, I kept, I was stuck on the title being something like that, and I'm like, wait, is it something with a number to to lean the seven samurai thing i'm like is it hateful eight is it that and jill says no that's the tarantino movie and i'm like okay it's definitely not a tarantino movie
1: that that, that was a good guess though because it, it had the number and i thought about
0: that right first. it had the number and i'm like i know if i get the if i get it kind of close like f- um uh chris will have seen the original and after we turned in our card i looked up ethan Hawke and like scrolled through his di- discography and i was like it was Magnificent Seven. How? Yeah. Oh, That's <laughs> so obvious. Right. Like, I went right <laughs> past. I, I probably went right past it in my brain. I'm like, that's too obvious. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But that that was, yeah. that's the
1: right one. That's I, I saw that. I, I I have a weird thing for those kind of movies, and I really I really like that one. Right. So I got that one, but I would have thought I for a second I thought Hateful Eight too because that feels like the right thing. And you would watch. You're a big fan of, of Seven Samurai, so it, like, yeah, it seems like you
0: would know that. Yeah, one like well. I had the I had pictures like i had mental pictures of the movie and its plot and the whole thing i just couldn't remember the the
1: title thumbs up to that movie you haven't seen it you should go watch it uh i i had justin on my team and we were just you know after we got a perfect score on star trek we were like okay well that's fine there's only six categories and we're gonna we're gonna just own the marvel mcu one when we get to the this is a geek trivia thing Mm. we're gonna and there was not a single mcu question on on the thing <laughs> and there were, no and the whole, no
0: the, the whole the, trivia there were like comic questions and i'm like you okay, questions right i don't know any of these comics though i did put together kabbalah khan uh before jill did which i was proud of but that's only because <laughs> the the question was worded very strangely like this character has taken on the mantle formerly used by this character when she switched to become this character and i'm like wait mantle mantle okay this person character is not Carol Danvers. Oh, miss Marvel. The new miss Marvel is Kamala Khan. I know that I've never read any of those comics, uh, but from them talking about the new movies and, uh, she's in some of the video games, I think, um, like, Oh, I know that one. I
1: know that one. Right. Yeah. So, so it was, um, well, we didn't, we didn't get that, that, but beyond all that, it was just, it was a wonderful trivia thing with great questions. Uh, Fun from not just trivia. Mean, trivia is fun. But like I'm trying to give big uh, props to Geek Scholar Chris because he, he chose well. He ran it well. It was fun the way everybody was and presented and just just a great time. You know, when you have anyone who goes and plays trivia at bars, some of them, sometimes it's really fun because you've got a good host, I guess. Right. Sure. Um, and, and good choice of things and, and good props to, to Chris for that one. If you ever get a hang out with uh, geek scholar Chris, you know, ask him some trivia questions. He, he, he'll be great. <laughs> uh, the movie that you were talking about, by the way, is The Expendables. You were very close on that one too. You're just dancing around it. What would yeah. you say, like untouchables or uh, uh, disposable? You said disposable. Disposables, disposables replaceables. Very, I'm, like, I'm like,
0: none of these are the right synonym. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> the
1: Disposables. That's great. That's a that's a good one.
0: That's um, a that's a parody.
1: So then we got up and all went home to, uh, on the, the flights and bid our our wonderful hosts farewell, which was you know just mm-hmm. just just enjoyed it to be able to spend it out with them. And hopefully Fox will turn forty again soon, and we can we can do it again.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool.
1: All right. So that was a lot of stuff that we kind of went over there. Um, we yeah. Should probably jump into our movie though before we get even further. We should. <laughs>
0: So I said at the top of the show that uh, we're recording on alternate Monday. That's because mm-hmm. Monday was the first day uh, of, of being quote unquote home or mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. home, sure, whatever, um, from the weekend. And I was like, I don't know that I have the energy to record tonight. Plus, I still have to watch our movie. Which uh, was? A, a hidden gem, bit of bit of uh, cinematic masterpiece from <laughs> 1987 uh, called Inner Space. That's one word. Starring Dennis Quaid, <laughs> yeah, so Martin too. Short, and Meg Ryan. Uh, hold on a second. I'm distracted from my own bit because this movie won an Oscar. You are kidding me? What for? for <laughs> what? It won in '88 for for visual effects.
1: Oh, okay, sure, all right.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of at this at this time, like to do all the like inside the body kind of stuff that they did. Uh-huh. That's fair.
1: They did a lot of that. Like there was the heart thing and the. Mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. stomach and ear yeah yeah okay sure I, i'm there for that
0: yeah so uh <clears throat> i don't i mean do we need a spoiler bell for this i don't know that mm-hmm. that we do we're gonna talk about this movie and its plot so if you're interested in seeing it without being spoiled on the plot you can skip ahead i'll put another chapter mark where our final judgments are um so i as I was watching this, I realized that either when I had seen it or the number of times that I saw it as a kid, I had more memory of it than I thought, okay, um, when I put it on our list, I think they they talked about it on filmsack, um which is their uh Filmsack is a weird podcast. They have four hosts they're all I think they range from like my age to. The oldest guy is probably like in his early 50s. And they they cover a lot of these kind of movies that are somewhere in between bad and good, right? Yeah, They'll do yeah. like Independence Day and uh Day After Tomorrow and it's yeah, not yeah. quite like like uh the Flop House where they overtly pick movies that are either they used to say bad but now they say are critical or commercial failure in some way or flop. Um but they'll, you know, uh, the the film set guys are looking for stuff that's just like dumb fun, kind of.
1: Yeah, right. Well, th- this one, uh, this
0: one would be on their show. Yeah, yeah. This this one, this one fits the bill. It was very strange seeing uh, Robert Picardo in this role. This <laughs> when, is, when he
1: showed up, I was like, "What?"
0: This is not that long, I don't think, before Voyager started. Um, you know, maybe like between five and ten years. Uh, now I have to check to fact check.
1: This. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's it's very close. Uh, although it, that's his he's he's. Uh, am I right in saying he's wearing a hairpiece in this this show?
0: He he has to be. It okay, so, he has to be. It looks so bad. So uh, eighty seven to ninety five. Right. So eight years. I mean, eight years is enough time to go bald. But I think he's he's probably already. And th- the character he's playing is more um. I don't know, vaguely Hispanic in a, you know, like hinted sort of way. Um, yep. I don't know what Picardo That it? it sounds Italian actually. Anyway, I don't <laughs> know from names, but. Was he uh,
1: Colombian in this movie? Is that what he's playing? I think that's what That could be.
0: He's, he's a sort of like, they call him a fence, right? So that he gets stuff and takes it, uh, you know, sells it to other, um, other otherwise i was thinking about this what was i listening to oh the Flophouse guys talked about uh, the atom project and i was like oh that's interesting because i i couldn't remember how much i enjoyed that movie like i remembered it being kind of dumb fun and there one of the the complaints was about stakes and that comes up a lot um in modern movies where heroes are so powerful from the beginning that there are never any stakes like you're never that's the thing that people said about uh game of thrones the novels when compared to other stuff like wheel of time where they're like if the characters can actually die then there's some risk there are some stakes to the story um and this movie i think one of the things that it did well was sort of sticking true to its own rules right Mm -hmm. it's like here's a lot of nonsense sci-fi a lot of in Star Trek would call Trechnobabble, but maybe just Technobabble is the word. I'm like, those are all real words, but they don't go together like that. Or they're, you know, Photonizer or something like that. Photon scaleizer, you know, weird sort of like you took one word and you added something to it to make it a sci-fi thing for what you're doing with this tech. Um, I'm like, the premise is dumb and ridiculous. Uh, but you say like okay well you've established that you need both pieces of this and the other the competing company wants the other piece it's a weird um i don't really think of silicon valley existing in this time like somewhere in my brain silicon valley started around 95 right before the dot com uh boom like right at the start of the dot com boom yeah but that's obviously not not the case, like, obviously there were, maybe not obviously, but there was tech advancing for, you know, a decade or two before that happened. Um, and, yeah, it's, so, like, the overall story is, it you know, it plays within its own rules, but is still pretty silly.
1: Y- yeah. It's really silly. (laughs) I mean, uh, I think earlier you had said, um, like bad, good or, or, you know, or, or funny good or things like that. I I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned before, you know, Oh, this movie is just bad. And it's not bad. Good. Like this is, this is a bad good. This is a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's never good. And in the first five minutes, first 10 minutes, you I, I was thinking, Oh, this is going to be a bad movie. Like, the, the sets look terrible. The actors mm-hmm. look awful. They're, uh, Dennis Quaid is good, but just because Dennis Quaid is kind of like... his, I think his normal personality is just kind of who he is. So I think he was... As he did, so he plays himself, right? So you got a guy there just right. an interesting personality. So he comes in and he's chewing scenery for what he's got. Same thing with Meg Ryan. She comes in and she's Meg Ryan. Um, but everything else is just not great. Like, it's really just bad dialogue and and i mean i'm not not morbius fat but just like okay obvious what you're saying oh this is the his buddy the military guy or you know it's this type of stuff oh he's he's mm-hmm. he's a drunk military it, 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 just obvious kind of types of stuff and not, you know and then um and then it just randomly goes over the top to like okay now you're just being corny and funny right like that right. scene is clearly corny and they didn't cut it out because it's like, that's just funny, corny. And they do that several times. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like this. I like that you got... This is what you're... The movie you're making. There's a,
0: there's a whole scene, a whole sequence of scenes with Martin Short drunk, like dancing yeah. around. And I'm like, what is... What, we don't need any of this. Like, none of this... Me, <laughs> none it, of, the, none of it was needed. Right. But it, but it was funny and corny. So they're like, right. we're
1: just going to keep that in. Right? And yeah. the whole... The entire end with the villains being shrunk to 50% size. Like, just hilariously
0: dumb. I couldn't remember. That was another case where, like, I saw this years and years ago, and so I remembered highlights. I remembered them kissing and him swapping and him seeing the fetus. uh, and But then when stuff would happen, I would remember it again. Like he's getting close to mm-hmm. the eye, and I'm like, oh, I remember that because he shoots the thing in the Same eye. Because I, re- yeah. I remember watching that as a kid and just cringing at the idea of that big. Th- I mean, it's small, but this thing like clamped into the back of his eyeball, right. um, or the thing with the flask was actually, Wait, it was actually
1: clamped on his inner ear, stabbed in the back of his eyeball. I remember, he
0: shot. Well, that's that what thing. I mean. It's yeah, it's yeah, like these right, four yeah. big spikes, like spiked into his, uh, into his eye. And then, like, he's, uh, I mean, I guess he can hear through the ear thing. Like, they did the ear thing, and I was like, was he going to talk to the rabbit? Like, how would they know if he was talking to the rabbit? I guess he's supposed to be able to hear. Doesn't matter, man. D- doesn't like, matter. Like, it, worth, it works both ways. Like, he can hear yeah. what Martin Short hears in oh, that's addition true. to being able to, to, to talk to him. um, And the, you know... In a movie with a ridiculous premise and ridiculous rules, uh, him swapping when they kiss is the most... that That's it's the most... ridiculous. Like, and he does, he does it twice. He does it twice. He does it twice in, like, an ocean of fluid. What <laughs> what kind of kissing are these two... Especially when, like, the first time when they don't know, he no. is... what's he
1: doing in his mouth, right? Like, what's up? Like,
0: why he's not up in the mouth first of all. And then like Martin Short has him like mute all of his stuff so that he can make out with Meg Ryan when Meg (laughs) Ryan just kissed him while he was repeating everything Dennis Quaid said. Like, yeah, there was, there was never really romantic attraction between those two characters, but suddenly he's got this confidence. Like that was the interesting part of the story, right? It's that Spielbergian kind of like, here are these three characters and they have these three problems. They each have Mm -hmm. their own problems, right? Like Dennis Quaid is too cocky and self-focused and also kind of depressed. It also cracked me up that he has all these gadgets and inventions in his apartment. I'm like, these two things don't go together. (laughs) He can't be, he's got a rabbit and he's got the rabbit
1: in his house. Yeah. He can't be, Oh, wait, there's a scene when Martin short goes back in his house and there's a stuffed rabbit on the table supposed to be the rabbit.
0: And it it's, it just sits there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Dennis Quaid's character can't be both <clears throat> Bill Murray and Rick Moranis, right? Like, you right. you, you got to pick a lane. Anyway, uh, and, of course, <laughs> it, the it, main, like, Martin Short's big thing is he's a hypochondriac with no confidence. Yeah. And I don't know Meg Ryan's thing. She's a female character in an thing, 80s really. movie. So... So maybe there's less of an arc there for her. But like the main arcs are for Dennis Quaid and Martin Short, and more more so Martin Short. Like he gains confidence over time as he has this kind of alpha male in his ear, like coaching him through these situations, and starts to realize that um you know he's more capable than he than he has believed. Right, right. Um that's the character story, but um yeah, it's got that. This is not a Spielberg movie, but it does have that uh, Spielberg Amblin Entertainment kind of like. Uh, I noticed it most in the music hits, like some the soundtrack, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. or, or score hits were like something would happen and there would be this music that sounded straight out of E.T. or or something. I'm like, there's this just little bit of like either playful or inspiring kind of Spielberg music out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. That's,
1: that's very, weird. very Spielbergy. Yeah. It, it was, um, I mean, I said most of it again without repeating it, it's the, the idea that it's goofy and, and, and doesn't make a lot of sense. I re, I most remember as a kid, I I did have moments, many moments, like you said, things coming back to me as they were happening mm-hmm. and most mostly in, inside stuff. I, I remember, but the, um, uh, the love triangle was I think even when I watched it for the first time was uncomfortable because mm. like that's Dennis Quaid's girlfriend and Martin Short has the hots for her or in right. romantic vibes and mm. is trying to make out with her. And she is like, has no interest in him really
0: at all. No, And the right. only reason
1: she has interest in him is, is when he's, Dennis talking, Dennis Quaid, or wearing Dennis Quaid's clothes, and I'm like, exactly, this is this is creepy. All this is very creepy. Mm. I mean, even back then, it was very creepy and uncomfortable. Because on the other hand, you're very sympathetic to Martin Short, and you hope that he gets like a nice girl like her at some day. And here's his chance, but not like this dude, right? Like this is, and then at the end, he doesn't end up with her. And at the wedding, he's like the best man or something. And then she gives him a kiss, and it's like this kind of knowing, sad kiss. I'm like, this is kind of sad. This is not like good
0: Remember <laughs> Martin I, Short at the end. See, I couldn't because I couldn't remember the details. Oh, and that was the thing I was saying about remembering things. I remembered as they got close to it that they weren't going to shrink all those other people all the way. And so I I watched them like turn the dial to 50 and then like the scene cuts. And they don't show them, and I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. was that just a weird thing that happens off-screen?" No, we're going to have a whole car chase with the weird like the arms are too long and the, so the thing, like...
1: hilarious that was. And it goes
0: on, it goes on so long and he keeps driving so fast. I'm like, why is
1: that... I, mean, I, I laughed get, out I,
0: loud while watching that. I get why why he's driving so fast and all that. But
1: I And, thought, and can we go back to Robert Picardo? Can we just talk about that guy? <laughs> like, when he's on the okay. screen, he is... You thought Martin Short is over the top. This dude is way over the top. And then when he goes, which is just fantastic. And he goes to the the dance club and he just starts dancing with this like Columbia guy with the, the Afro and the cowboy hat and the boots. And he's doing a terrible dancing. And then Meg Ryan comes up and he starts grinding on her. And then
0: they do the sound effect for the, 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 the lasso. Oh, I forgot about that lasso oh, thing. God, was, I was like, what in the world is happening? Why is there a lasso sound? What's making <laughs> that there's no lasso. <laughs> Why is there a lasso sound? <laughs>
1: And then oh, I he goes, about that. she's like, I'm going to go back with this guy to his hotel room. Come meet me. She tells Martin short. I'm like, are you seriously just going to go to like bed with this guy? I don't know what her plan is here. Right? Like she's going to go back yeah. and maybe try to coax it out of him. And then wants Martin short to save her, I don't know. Um, so she gets there and he's like half naked. And then when Martin short busts in the cowboy is half naked and is like, you don't have to knock. just come on in and I was like oh god this is this is awful yeah. this is just it's, it's wild <laughs> I mean not awful I mean hilarious awful like you're laughing yeah. Uh, yeah. so so when you watch those scenes um it that did give me back flashbacks type of a lot of these movies l- it fell in the the line like a Mr. Mom right like they right. have serious stories that are kind I'll of serious tell like you... it's a drama but it's just I'll, slapstick I'll, comedy
0: I'll tell you what gave me the biggest Mr. Mom vibes can you guess Mm-mm, was it it's the grocery store stuff oh yeah sure when he's zapping the he's zapping the thing and the price is too high and suddenly there's a crowd like there's a crowd around watching him try to try to cash out uh this lady
1: and you see Uh, the manager getting mad at him
0: for the the thing going wrong like the price is going to it's like he's boxed in on all types so i thought from from when we first are introduced to martin short's character and the other girl at the at the grocery store uh his co-worker i thought that he was gonna gain confidence and like be with her at the end like ask her out or or kiss her or some equally tropey 80s thing
1: yeah, yeah i thought so and too, then right.
0: and then she shows up at the club as this like you know <laughs> rave girl her. or whatever they were right. called in the 80s new wave um and it's like okay that's weird and then you get to the wedding scene and he turns her down and i'm like oh that's so much better than i mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be like <laughs> he's he's now like confident enough that he doesn't have to chase after the 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 uh, uh workplace terrible girl slag right. um
1: and, and that was random too because he wasn't he was first off the outfit he was wearing that was supposed to be dennis quaid's outfit was terrible Like it was oversized too big for him and it was ugly yeah, yeah and that it was, was ugly weird. and every time everyone saw him they're like the script f- told them to say oh you look amazing i i can't imagine how much better you look i'm like no he looked better in the other outfit he was wearing this is yeah, awful he,
0: he does not look better wearing his dad's suit
1: <laughs> yeah it's awful so it goes to the club and that girl sees him and she's just going wild because he looks so different i'm like what it what? doesn't look. This that this is so it doesn't yeah. matter. It just it doesn't matter, Michael. Yeah. It, like that's what I said in the eighties. These movies, like it was literally like well, Eddie Murphy ran a lot of these things too, and they got people from Saturday Night Live to do shows that sure. were had a story that had a point, very Spielberg type things. But then they put slapstick comedy guys or very character actor people in here to just mm-hmm. like do their thing, right? So, and, and that's the way those were made. Hey, we we like people like comedy in their movies, so let's put. The leading comedian in there that's like a you know a martin short and let him do his thing so even though we've got a right. story about science fiction we're just going to make it like that and then directors kind of like lean into it right uh so yeah. th- that was great so i i give this in closing thumbs up i loved it um i loved it and, and i even said in, in our chat this should have been one of our like movie night shows because you can just sit back and and relax and enjoy the absurdity that's happening randomly um and yeah. and you it never and any time you you want to ask, "Wait, why is this you you realize you're asking a dumb question they're they're pushing buttons right. on a on a big huge motherboard that is you know it's just awful, <laughs> I mean not awful, but like great, awful
0: yeah all right so yeah it's a it's a kind of thing I don't think. <sighs> doesn't seem like it's made a lot anymore and maybe it does and it's just all on netflix and we don't see it but like there there are so i think maybe it's because there are so many movies now like back and and it's not like you know back in the studio system era they weren't also cranking out movies but a movie like this with this kind of story and this kind of execution would not get Names would not get these names, these actors, Mm -hmm. and would not have gone to the theater like I'm sure this movie did enough to, you know, win uh, to win an Oscar for um, for visual uh, for visual effects, um, and it was and yeah, it's a kind of it's it's pretty solidly in the good bad category. It's not campy. It's Mm -hmm. just. A little cheesy, and of its time, and for being of its time, aside from literally everyone's hair being terrible um and the clothes it, being very <laughs> and the clothes um the cars look like cars are supposed to look, which uh just it it tells you how old I am um I'm like, oh yeah, that's what a police car looks like <laughs> um, yeah. and it, it was not. Awful in terms of like uh relationship dynamics and things it wasn't great i'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it up in that <laughs> yeah right in that way, but compared to like some Indiana Jones stuff or a lot of james Bond stuff um it was it was pretty passable as far as as far as that goes if you're talking about mm-hmm. judging an old thing from uh the the standards of now which i never recommend doing but is difficult for people to avoid sometimes right uh
1: okay, all right so we it's got, uh, we, it's your pick okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna see we're gonna see how some vampire movies uh stack up to morbius so oh. we're gonna watch underworld this week that Not is blade you don't
0: want to watch the day daywalker no i i say dust, that dust I, some that's vamps. a good that's
1: a good reason i i give you that but um I just watched blade three like two weeks ago and, I and that that was enough. That was, that's enough. That's, I didn't right. need any more of that. Underworld
0: um, with Kate Beckinsale. And I yep. don't know any, I don't remember. I, I saw at least the first one of these, maybe oh, the main, in the theater. That
1: guy if, is, if it is
0: came out at the time, Marcus I think is his name.
1: Yeah. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, saw him once and then it's a
1: Bill them. Nye. I think, isn't it? Doesn't it play? Um, I think that Bill Nye is, is the, the villain. If he's not the villain, this, he might be in the second one. Um, yeah, he, Bill Nye plays Victor in this one.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. He's, he, I remember my memory of it is that he was great. So we'll see. And I remember the first one, I I, I saw many of them and they just got progressively worse downhill.
0: Right. Um, but the first one,
1: I remember it being pretty good. It's your standard vampire werewolf thing. But I think this came out um, around the time I was in high school. Uh, no, no, no. It was much after that. It was 2003.
0: 2003.
1: Uh, yeah, so, so much after. But, but it was still the time when I was playing D&D and stuff. And I remember the mm. idea of vampires versus werewolves was a neat thing to me. And it was like novel. So to this was one of the first time i exposed to that. But anyway, gotcha. Underworld with Kate Beckinsale. Got to have your sound on for this one. Because it's all action and Her being awesome action-y.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you've cool. been listening to the front porch. This is episode... Did you have anything else before I did that? No, no, no we're good. Okay. Uh, episode 243, 243. Uh, thanks, as always, to our buddy Fox over at LRM Online. You can check out his work. He does reviews of movies and board games over there. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with comments... Questions, things you think we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there are. Did I say the email? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> no, here, here my own voice sounds weird in my head. It's been a long a couple days. uh Frontporchpodcast.com, their contact forms there. There is an out of date list of the movies we're watching. Check it out. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcast review choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps out so much. As always, thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. I'm Michael. i so
1: night, everybody. See you next time.